Bam 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 Hi everyone, welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. Welcome to who can know what week it is of self-quarantine, the global pandemic, you want it, we're here for it. Okay, I'm Misty Stinnett. I'm Lisa Linky. That's your other host, Lisa Linky. <laughs> Listen, we are... <laughs> I'm in a pillow fort. I've switched pillow forts from the last episode, which was around my table, and now I'm in a pillow fort around my couch, and sweet Lisa watched me try and set this up and struggle, and my microphone kept falling over for about 15 minutes before there's we a, There's a writing exercise that we do as comedy writers called The Impossible Task, and this was a dream to watch it. <laughs> uh, I loved it. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Um, We are here to try and keep this self-help train rolling through hell and high water, which we're all dealing with right now. So if you are tuning in for the first time, welcome. If you're a longtime loyal listener, we really appreciate your patience as we record remotely without the inimitable Sav, thank you. Who makes sure we sound amazing every single time? He's not here, so we're falling apart. We're doing uh, we're our very being best. responsible. We we're are, doing our best. and I think we're doing a great job in spite of listen the many technical difficulties we had trying to get this started. <laughs> thank you, and honestly, I think this is how a lot of podcasts sound. We've just been spoiled through Fairfax Village Studios, so it's true. We're so, I, we're so grateful you're with us, and everybody's fine because we're practicing very respectful and healthy social distancing by not getting yes. near one another. That's exactly right. Um, okay, so we're gonna dive in. This is a weekly beef. This is not a full book review. If you want to hear that, go uh, one below or uh, upward in the feed, uh-huh. up, up or down, down in your feed. Yep. Um, but this is a whickle buff. Okay. It is, it is um, your dried, cured beef to get you through the apocalypse. <laughs> We record these in advance, so just so you know, if it truly is apocalyptic when this comes out, we, we don't mean no to be idea. insensitive. We had no idea. Right now, it's March 18th. Yeah. Uh, so it, things are just getting started here in California. But anyway, the point is, minisodes are our time to walk the walk and really dive into um, all the supplemental parts of yeah. self-help. So Lisa, speaking of homework, mm-hmm. you assigned me homework from talking to strangers to think yeah. about an interaction that I had um, where somebody didn't didn't seem to be who they later turned out to be, yeah. right? Somebody what, wasn't. Could you think of a time where you had the uh, uh, natural human experience of having difficulty talking to strangers? Yes. Oh, Lisa just did something with her hair that I don't love, but I don't hate either. <laughs> We're all getting through the best that we can. Uh, so Talking to Strangers is the book we covered last week, Malcolm Gladwell's. Lisa's trolling me with her hair and I can't what? do anything about it. This what, is not a hair. This is a hat. It's a spectator. I want you all to know, so Lisa plays this hilarious woman named Clara on Bless This Mess and she has just fully merged with her in this moment. Please take a screenshot. I'm holding my mic up. Otherwise, I'd take a screenshot. You have to. I know. Poor... We'll post this. Poor, poor Misty is... <laughs> 
uh, how do I get this? Okay, everybody smile. Okay, yeah, and then I'll go okay. for it. So you, okay, you had some homework. So I had some homework from Talking to Strangers. It was Malcolm Gladwell's um, book that I thought was going to be like, how to like grow a community or make a friend. And it ended up being this really <laughs> beautifully written thesis on like how we can't tell liars from anyone else. <laughs> I mean, there were some other lessons, it, but. Yeah. So I think we've all, most of us have experienced uh, a time when maybe someone we were dating didn't turn out to be the great person we thought they were, or someone who seemed put together was actually not. And those are sort of the negative experiences of feeling deceived, like that transparency issue where the outside does not match the inside. But I was remembering a time um, that I met a dear friend of mine. And when I met him, I was in a, a cabin in Lake Arrowhead that a group of friends were sharing. And he showed up on night two in the middle of the night, like blood on his hand, literal okay. blood on his hands. So I don't and like him. Nope. I immediately was like, nope. Like all my context said, this is a horror movie. Don't trust this person, et cetera. And it probably didn't help that we played a game called Speakeasy the next day, or maybe it was Mafia. They're the same game where you all sort of lied. Yeah. You lie to each other. And I got a real bad taste in my mouth from him. So (laughs) I did not like him for like a good six or eight months. And one of my best friends kept saying, Misty, you've got to give him another chance. He's one of the best human beings I, sa- I know. And I said, I no, I'm good. I'm good. I've seen all I need to see. Yep. Uh, and then I became really good friends with his girlfriend, who's amazing. And I thought, well, if this woman is into this guy, she must then there be must be idiot. something good about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, fast forward. I got to know him really well. And he is the kindest, sweetest, most sensitive <laughs> loving guy. So oh, yeah. that was my bad for being okay. ready to be like, I don't think so. You can't sit with us. I love it. So, Thank you for doing that yeah. homework. Um, Thanks Misty, for signing us. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I have brought for us a letter. It's, an, it's a, mostly like an, an op-ed, but it's a letter from the um, March, April 2020 issue of Psychology Today, our favorite. <gasps> my favorite. It's written by Alexandra H. Solomon, PhD. She is a clinical assistant professor of psychology at the Family Institute at Northwestern University and the author of Loving Bravely. Dr. Love. Thank you. Uh, It's (laughs) entitled, A Letter to the Young Woman Beginning to Explore Her Sexuality, Reflections and Advice for Entering a Brave New World. And I thought that this would be perfect for right now um, for those of us who are uh, not able to be around people and mm-hmm. our social distancing. And so on uh, Tinder and all these dating apps, it's going to be old school Jane Austen wooing through through written courtship for a while. Everyone's um, going to have to actually get to know each other before they, they meet. Truly it's going to be amazing. So whether you're coming out of social distancing in a few weeks and it's straight up rumspringa or you're yeah. in a relationship <laughs> and you are beginning to explore your sexuality for the first time, like we discovered in Emily Nag- Nagoski, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Nagoski. In her book. Um, you Which know, is called Come As You Are and we just right. covered it and it is the most wonderful book on female sexuality. Oh my God. I feel like this was a really nice way to frame some things. So I wanted to share it. 
Great. It says, dear young woman, sex tends to be hard to talk about because we get locked into notions of good and bad, right and wrong, especially when it comes to the sex lives of young people. As you Mm. begin to explore this rich aspect of what it means to be alive, I want to offer some thoughts based on my 20 years as a relationship educator and therapist. The first thing I want to say is that virginity is overrated. Virginity simply describes whether or not someone has experienced penis and vagina intercourse, positing this sex act as the end all be all. If you are Mm -hmm. gay, you may never experience this type of sex. And if you're straight, this may not end up being your favorite type of sex. I have spoken to young people who feel ashamed that they lost their virginity too early and others who are embarrassed that they still, quote, have their V-card. When we find ourselves walking a line between too soon and too late, we know that our focus has become too narrow. The complexity of sex cannot be captured by this word. Feminist author Jessica Valenti has proposed that we define loss of virginity as the first time you have an orgasm with a partner, a definition I like much better. Wow. Next, you should know that you are a pioneer. You belong to one of the first generations of human beings to come of age in the era of 24-7 free streaming pornography, and we have yet to figure out what that means. Oh, God. I doubt your school's sex education curriculum included, quote, porn literacy, information about how to be an informed consumer of erotic materials. I hope you have trusted adults in your life who can offer you support and answer your questions, but the stats don't look good. Harvard School of Education interviewed more than 3,000 young adults aged 18 to 25 and found that 70% of them craved more information from their parents about the emotional aspects of a romantic relationship, and 65% Mm. wish they had received more guidance about love, sex, and dating at school. There's a great episode of Bless This Mess where um, Jacob, who's played by JT Neal, and Janine, who's played by Belle Adams, they're the um, son and girlfriend of... Uh, Lennon Parham and Dave Keckner's characters, Kay and um, Bo. Um, and it's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen when they come and ask them about <laughs> advice on sex. I, 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 it's so funny. Please watch it. <laughs> uh, Alexander says, the bottom line is that real life sex looks very little like porn sex. A wonderful sexual experience is the co-creation of partners who are doing two things at once mindfully paying attention to what's happening within them while being Mm -hmm. empathically attuned to how their partner is doing. Great sex isn't a performance. It's an improvisation, a creative endeavor, an expression of aliveness. And this reminded me of what we talked about, uh, or what Malcolm Gladwell talked about when he covered the case study with Emily Doe and Chanel Miller and Brock Turner, how navigating sex for young people is incredibly difficult. And then when you add in alcohol, what it does to the hippocampus and blacking out and everything like that, it becomes nearly impossible. Yes. She says, you do not need to look or sound like a porn actor and you don't need to do what they are doing. Research indicates that more quote, extreme acts, parentheses, for example, choking, powerful thrusting and quote, facials have become Mm. more common in real life in the era of free streaming porn. Kink will always be available for you to explore, but it is a realm that requires education, care, and loss of communication. Only layer in power play and the merger of pain and pleasure if and when you feel curious not to impress a partner or prove yourself. Your safety matters. You deserve a partner who talks with you about minimizing the risk of sexually transmitted infections and unintended pregnancy if you're engaging in sex that can result in conception. Pressure, humiliation, and control are all relationship red flags. Your pleasure also matters. The orgasm gap between women and men is well-established, and it exists in large part because men have been taught to be assertive and women to be passive. 
If your partner is another woman, you are more likely to have an orgasm. But if your partner is a guy, it is incumbent on both of you to ensure that your pleasure is central. Either way, Mm. you deserve a partner who is collaborative and patient so that you can take your time figuring out what feels good for you. If you don't know much about your body and how it works, you are far from alone. Research has found that when shown a diagram of the external female genitalia, only half of college-age women and only a quarter of college-age men were able to accurately identify 80% of the anatomy. Many women crazy find that masturbation. I know. Many women find that masturbation is an empowering and effective route to understanding how they experience pleasure. Remember that pleasure and orgasm are not the same thing. You can have a pleasurable sexual experience without having an orgasm. And mm-hmm. because an orgasm is an involuntary muscle contraction, you can have an orgasm without the experience of pleasure, like Emily talked yes. about in the book. Yes, yes. Your sexuality is an essential part of who you are as a human being, and it is yours to express in ways that elevate, expand, and heal you. Your sexual self will evolve and change as you do, so stay open to learning and growing. Your sexuality belongs to you. Love, Alexandra. I love that. Yeah, I just feel like whether you are a young person who's beginning to explore your sexuality or a person who's in the middle of a lifelong partnership or, or relationship and are beginning to explore your sexuality, the things she says yes. still hold true. They absolutely do. And I think this also, I it's, you said it's written for young women, like it's yeah. a letter to young women. It also feels like it could really apply to young men too, because- 100%. Like I feel like they're always- I can only imagine how intimidating it must be to be trying to figure out not only your sexuality, but how to please a woman and have to be this like confident aggressor who makes the first moves if we're talking heteronormative and American, you know, sort of cultural relationships. But um, to try and do all that has to be really scary. And for them to know like you do not, you don't have to do what you see men in porn doing either. That's not necessarily the most enjoyable experience or what you should aspire to. So I'm glad people are talking about this because it's, I didn't, you know, while my parents talked to me about sex, it was pretty clinical and pretty short and kind of a like, let's all get through this conversation and never speak of it again. <laughs> sort Just of like thing. Hi, mom. Just I know like you're listening. Time. Thank you. Um, snap, yes. snap, snap, snap. I, I agree. And I, I, I like that it's becoming more commonplace to talk about it and more comfortable to talk about it. Yeah. And, and I, giving um, women ownership and power over their sexuality. A hundred percent. And I love what Emily Nagoski said in her book, which is echoed in this article, which is pleasure should be the goal, not orgasms. And when you make yeah. just like a nice pleasurable experience for both people, the goal, instead of some like end all be all climax, it really takes the pressure off and you can get really curious and explore. Yeah. Imagine how, what a disappointing adventure it would be if every time you ate pizza, it had to be the best pizza you'd ever had. And it couldn't just be good pizza. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like you don't have to eat the whole pie. You can just have a nipple and smell it and it's so good. (laughs) On that, everybody, may your pizza and your sexuality be abundant. Abundant. <laughs> abundant. Oh, okay, there it is. 
Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at Podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.